Today's Daf Meseches Soita is Daf Chafhei. We're beginning the third line on Chafhei Mod Aleph. There are three parts in today's Daf. First, we have three Shilas regarding the power of warning. We're going to see this is a little bit of an open topic discussion today and uh, proofs in order to resolve how far that power is. The second point is going to clarify the Machlokas Beshami Beshilel regarding where the husband died, if she gets her ksuva or not. And then turning to Chafim with Beis, we're going to have the third point, which will begin the sugya, the Machlokas Tanakam and Rebelezer in our Mishnah regarding women who are unable to give birth. Uh, we'll clarify, Rav Nachman will clarify for us that Machlokas, and um, we'll see, uh, we'll, we'll stop in the middle of that actually and continue, continue that sugya tomorrow. So the first point of today is three shilas regarding warning. The first shilah the Gemara has is, if a woman is a veris al-das, which the Gemara Suva says, it's das Yehudis we're talking about here, Rashi says, she's not, not acting in a tzanua type manner. Now she gives examples, she goes out with her hair uncovered, she speaks with people, she acts flirty, not appropriate. She forfeits her ksuva. The shaila is, does she forfeit it without warning, or does she perhaps require some sort of a warning, and then if she perpetuates that behavior, will forfeit her ksuva? So the Gemara brings three rayas. Ultimately, it proves that she would require some sort of a warning in order to forfeit her ksuva by, not being, uh, by being a veris al-das Yehudis. Question two of the day is, in a scenario where a woman is a veris al-das and a husband wants to keep her regardless, is that allowed, or is he not even allowed to keep her? So the Gemara wonders, do we do we give him the capacity to make that choice, or is it just a blanket statement, she forfeits her ksuva, she has to be divorced? Gemara brings a raya and doesn't resolve it now. Then it brings a third shaila, and the third shaila is, what happens if a husband warns his wife not to seclude, and then he's moichel on the kinoi? So the shaila now is, in this scenario, is the mechila of the kinoi, effective to preclude her from becoming a saita. Now at this point we're assuming it's before or after the stira had occurred. So the Gemara brings three rayas to support, to answer this shaila. And the final raya, the third raya, actually shows Now there's a debate the Gemara has, uh, which is accepted, but there's a debate, is that even after stira, or is it only before stira, but once there's been a stira, there's no capacity for the husband to uh, forgive or give up on the the kinoi that he has already done. And the Gemara says it's more logical like that shita, that it's only before stira. But after stira, the husband cannot be mochel anymore. Only before stira could he say, I'm mochel on the kinoi that we've already accomplished. And that's the conclusion of the first point of the day. Moving on. We had a machlekes in the Mishnah. If the husband drops dead right before She's able to undergo the Sota procedure. So we had a machlokis, Beishami Bisil, if she gets the Ksuva. Beishami says she does, Bisil says she cannot. So the says, what is the basis of this machlokis? The machlokis is, we know in general that there's a concept of Amoitzi Mechavero Allah Faraya. Whichever side in a financial dispute is removing money from the other, they're the one who has to bring the proof in order to extract money from the other party. The machlokis over here is, who is the Maitzi, really? 
is Shama is of the opinion that since she's holding on to the Shtar Suva over here, she's considered the greater Muchsak, and the Yorshim that are claiming she was Mizana and forfeits her Ksuva would be forced to bring a Raya to support their claim, and otherwise she'd collect her Ksuva. And therefore, they're the greater Muchsak because they're holding on to the property. She has to bring a Raya, and if she can't, she can't collect her Ksuva. Final point of the day, which was the Third Machlekes in the Mishnah, Machlekes Tanakam Rebelezer, women who cannot give birth. She said in this case, Tanakama said is that she'll forfeit her ksuva, because anyways, he's a, we, he said he hadn't fulfilled Pru'a Revu yet, and he has to remarry uh, somebody else, so therefore we will not maintain this marriage by allowing her to drink Mesota. Rabbi Lazar, however, held that she, she could marry somebody else, and therefore we could maintain this marriage, it could go through this Sota procedure. So Rav Nachman Baravu explains that this machlaikis is only by the cases of Akara and Zkena, which the Mishnah called uh, an older woman and a woman that was in her She drank some sort of a concoction that makes her barren. There Rabbi Lezer would argue that he can marry somebody else, thereby fulfilling Pru'a and this woman could go through the Sota procedure. But by an islandess, everybody will agree. Rabbi Lezer will concede to the Tanakhama that she does not drink the Sota waters and she doesn't get her Ksuva. And, and the Rav Nachman bases this on the Pasuk, because the Pasuk says, V'niksa v'nizra azara. The way we explain the Pasuk is, in order for her to drink Mesota, she has to be dark Lazria, that she was fitting, she's within the category of people who were at least once fitting in order to bear children. But this woman, who's an islandess, was never fitting to bear children. Unlike the Akara and Zekena, they were once fitting because of old age or taking some uh, medication they cannot now. Therefore, an islandist Rebelezer would concede to the Danakama, would not undergo this Sota procedure, and she wouldn't get her Ksuva. Now we're stopping the bottom of Chafeim with Beis. We'll pick up tomorrow. The Gemara is going to challenge this contention of Rav Nachman Amar Baravua uh, from a long Tosefta. As Hashem, we'll pick up tomorrow. Everyone have a great day.